The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. Today, we are having a weekend. It's a special weekend for us called Young Communicators Weekend. If you know anything about New Song Church, you know that we value the next generation. That's why we put so much into children's ministry and youth ministry, and not only just the younger kids, but also young leaders. We like to, to see those who have potential and young leaders and try to help them to, to grow in their craft and grow in their ability to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so today is kind of cool because not only are these young up-and-coming communicators in our church, but they're actually the young communicators that are communicating to our younger generation. So these are the guys that are helping lead our kids, and, and our best days are ahead of us, right? Because we've got such amazing leaders helping our kids to grow in the things of God. I believe that many of the problems that we face as adults, our kids aren't going to face because they're going to learn how to stand in faith. They're going to learn how to partner with the Holy Spirit. They're going to learn how to live for God all the days of their life. Amen? Amen. We're preparing to launch these kids into the world, and so that's what these guys are helping us do. So let me introduce them to you real quick. Uh, first off, we've got Emmanuel Ratliff here. He's also known as E-Man. Yes. And E-Man is going to be leading our new, in our new building, we're going to have a new class called Threshold that's for our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And he is going to be leading that class, overseeing those kids and taking care of them and ministering. And uh, he's been going to the church for about a year now. And him and his wife, they're awesome. We love them. Next to him is Joy Baca. I like, I like to say her last name just lends itself to a Boston accent for some reason to me. Her husband, Chris Baca. <laughs> but we love them. And you probably know Joy from your kids' preschool videos. She is Miss Joy to your kids, and she is amazing, so good at communicating kids, such a gift to our church, so grateful for her. She could probably go to a lot bigger churches and get paid a lot more, but she chooses to be with us. And you couldn't do that, just so you know, because the Holy Spirit wouldn't bless it. So anyways, uh, and then down here, we got Kent Warren, and Kent is an athlete, first and foremost. How many touchdown passes you throw your senior year in high school? 50? 50 touchdown passes. You, would, you wouldn't know it looking at him, right? He doesn't look like an athlete. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Kent oversees our elementary age ministries, Boomtown, and he actually is going to be overseeing E-Man and Threshold. And uh, Kent is awesome, man. I, I, I joke with him, but I love Kent. And he has an incredible testimony. And so without any further ado, here's what I, want, here's what I encourage you today. You know, I'm kind of used to being up here and talking to you guys and even used to looking out sometimes and you guys are giving me like the stink eye. And I know why. You're, it's because I'm theologically blowing your mind with the word and you're just going, oh my gosh, I didn't know that about Jesus, whatever. You know, I get it. But they're not used to that. So I need you to put on a smile, okay? Everybody smile. Show me your teeth this morning. Smile. And then I need you to like let them know you're doing good. Like you can say, you know, help me, Joy. That's good. Help me. Preach it, girl. Or preach it, E-man. That's good. Word up, you know. Say stuff. All right, let them know it's good. So, without any further ado, we'll, we'll welcome our first communicator. Would you please welcome E-man as he comes up share the word. What up, second service? How y'all doing this morning? 
So let me just throw out an expectation real quick. So this is the first time I've ever preached twice, all right, like in a row. Like, so I had the first service. And so y'all, there's a little bit more people in here. So I want to make sure y'all awake. So, so this, when I'm, this morning, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, you know, uh, how y'all doing today? I want y'all to get, like, hype. I need y'all to be hype so I can get hype. So how y'all doing this morning? All right, that was better. That was, that was really good. You know, if, if first service did a little better. I'll give y'all one more chance. How y'all doing this morning? There we go. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, like Pastor said, uh, my name is Eman, or my full name is Emmanuel Raphael Ratliff. And yes, the only reason why I let y'all know my middle name is Raphael is so y'all can know I'm a Ninja Turtle. All right? Like, I'm, if you don't know what that is, uh, I'm the red one. Google it later. Not now. Put your phones up. All right? Not now. Just after service, Google it. I'm Raphael, uh, and uh, I've been married for about five, not about five years, I've been married five years to this lovely lady right here. This is my wife, Molly. I would definitely say that if you haven't met her yet, definitely do that after service. She's definitely the better half of what you're seeing up on stage, right? She keeps me centered, keeps me grounded. And I need to be honest with you guys. So, like, you're an athlete. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah I, I am not an athlete. All right, I, I missed my calling. At the core of who I am, the core of E-Man, I'm a gamer. All right, anybody like playing video games in here? Where are all my video games at? Not a lot of people. Okay, this is the adult service. Okay. Um, no, at the core of who I am, I love playing video games. I got to be honest, at the worst time, uh, I remember this is during winter break. All right, winter break. But there was one time I played a video game for 12 hours straight. Didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't go to the restroom. I didn't eat. I just, I just played. I just, it was during winter break. So, Mom, it's okay. It's, it's all right. But uh, so at the core of who I am, I love playing video games. And obviously playing video games, uh, you go through a lot of things. You go through a lot of uh, Positives and negatives. I have a lot of successes where I've beaten the boss, I've gotten through, and then I've also had a lot of, a lot of failures playing video games. I get to a boss I can't beat, or I've gotten to a level that I get stuck on for the longest time. And every time when I was a kid, I would get stuck on a, on a level or a boss, I would get distraught. I'm a, an emotional kid. I go to my mom, and I'm like, hey, Mom, I can't beat it. I can't get past this level for whatever reason. I probably didn't read the instructions, you know, the, the tutorial, forget all that stuff. I just want to play the boss, the game. But I get stuck. And every time I get stuck, I go to my mom, and I'm like, Mom, I can't, I can't get past this. And she would look at me, and she'd be like, go back and try again. Everybody say, go back and try again. And what I would do is I'd go back and I would try again and I would eventually beat that boss or I'd get past that level. My mom come to me, she'd be like, go back and try again. And obviously fast forward several years, I have made a lot of mistakes, not only in games, but just in my life, period. Right? As a teenager, I've made some mistakes. Uh, growing up, uh, different jobs, you know, I've, I've messed up. That, that happens. I'm allowed to do that. Uh, in my marriage, there's been a few bumps along the way. Definitely my fault, never her fault. Uh, and, 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 and even in, in different uh, ministry opportunities, I've, I've made mistakes. Little, uh, so I, I've, I've definitely made some mistakes in my life. Um, and it got to a point where it was very unhealthy for me right? I would try to avoid, like, making a mistake. You know, I know we all try to probably do that. I hope you try to avoid a mistake. But I got to the point it was unhealthy because I would feel lost. I'd get confused. I'd get mad. Uh, I would just want to stop. I, I started developing this language of it's whatever. Um, but honestly, it was just me stopping. It was me not wanting to continue. It was me getting stuck. And so it brings me to my red letter uh, story that I want to share with you guys. If you got your Bibles, which you should, it is church, uh, go, ahead, <laughs> go ahead and open it or uh, turn it on to uh, John chapter 21. 
And we're going to be looking at, at a character in the Bible named of Peter. All right, now, I love, I love Peter, right? Me and him, a lot of similarities. All right, Peter was like a hothead. He just went on and did stuff. I tend to be that way. Uh, and so um, Peter, in this time in his life, he's had a lot of uh, mistakes. He's been, uh, he was a fisher of men, right? Uh, at one point, Jesus said, you're going to be the rock that I'm going to build my, my kingdom on. And then in the next sentence, he's like, get behind me, Satan. So uh, Peter's definitely had a lot of mistakes in his life. And in chapter 21, we get this conversation with Peter and Jesus that I want to go ahead and read with you guys today. In 15, it says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because at this point, he's like, I've done answered this question three times, all right? He says, he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. He said to him, just as being Jesus, feed my sheep. There's three things that I want to share with you guys this morning, three truths that the Holy Spirit kind of shared with me this week that I just want to, you know, just share with you guys. The first one being Jesus loves me. Everybody say, Jesus loves me. So um, in the story right now, uh, this is risen Jesus, all right? This is Jesus who, you know, he died, he came back to life. Oh. And, and so this is, this is risen Jesus, all-powerful Jesus. And so before any of this had happened, before he went to the cross, before he died, um, he, Peter denies knowing Jesus three different times, right? The best way I could explain this to you is if, like, your best friend was, like, you know, getting beat up, you know, like, y'all lock eyes. You see him getting beat up, and he's, like, help me. You're, like, man, I don't even know you, dude. Like, and you just, like, leave him, right? This is what basically just happened to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but if I was Jesus, I'd be definitely, you know, contemplating the relationship Peter holds in my life. I mean, like, a couple of chapters ago, Brother man, Peter was cutting off ears like, oh, man, nobody's taking you, Jesus. And then now he wants to be like, I don't know you. <laughs> right? It's crazy. But um, so if I was Jesus, I'd be, I'd be kind of mad. But we don't see that when we read these scriptures. Uh, in fact, you can almost hear the loving tone that Jesus, that Jesus has for Peter. And it reminds me that Jesus loves me, that Jesus loves you. And Jesus, all, all, all he, he's not even worried about your past mistakes Jesus isn't worried about your shortcomings. He just wants you to know that he loves you. Amen? Last week, Pastor talked about how if it matters to you, it matters to God. And the simple fact is because he loves you. Me and my wife, we've been praying that, you know, help, help me and my wife have a baby, God. Help, help us have a kid, right? And, and last week in Boomtown, a little boy came up to me, and he's like, hey, can you pray for my dad's arm? You know, he, his, dad, his, his dad's arm hurt. And God's sitting up in heaven. He's, like, ready to act on both of those simply because he loves you. So look at your neighbor and be like, hey, Jesus loves you. Find another neighbor. Find another different neighbor and say, hey, yo, Jesus loves you. The second truth that I want to share with you guys is Jesus wants to restore me. All right, Jesus wants to restore me. So like I said, Peter denied Jesus three different times. And three different times he's like, hey, I, I don't know him. And in this story, we see three different times Jesus say, hey, you know, I love you, or Jesus asks, hey, do you love me? And, and Peter's like, yeah, you know that. And three different times, Jesus restores purpose and meaning back into Peter's life. He says, feed my lamb. He says, tend my sheep. He says, feed my sheep. Jesus wants to restore you, right? So, and, and, and new song, I just want to say that, that God has used you guys to restore me, 
right? The first time I went to uh, Guy's Tribe Night, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, this, I've only been here for a couple of weeks now, and I'm trying to figure out which E-man am I going to present. And Jared, he's not in here right now, but Jared came up to me. He was like, hey, E-man, just be you, right? Just be you. That restored me, right? Jesus, uh, um, uh, being involved in different ministries, opportunities, you know, being in the greeter team, uh, getting the opportunity to be in threshold, it's restored me. Even being on this stage right now, it restores me. And I just want to remind you that God wants to restore you too. I'm, I'm not sure what for or what for what purpose, but God knows. And if you just allow him to work in your life, he will begin to restore your life to a place that you would have never thought, impos- or never thought possible. Amen? Amen? All right, and the last thing I want to share with you guys, um, if you read this story, it's funny. You find a very similar story uh, a few chapters before this at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, right? So Peter's in a boat in this story. And uh, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Peter's in a boat. He can't catch any fish. And, and, and Jesus calls out to him and says two things that will drastically change the direction of Peter's life. He says, follow me. And at the end of Jesus' ministry, picking it back up in verse 19, and after saying this, he, being Jesus, said to him, follow me. Or how the Holy Spirit showed me this week, go back and try again. See, Jesus wasn't worried about Peter's shortcomings or mistakes, right? He, he didn't even count that. He wasn't even considering that. All he wanted Peter to do was to go back and try again. All he wanted him to do was follow me. So this morning, I just want to encourage you that as your failure, failure, failure sucks, right? Let's be honest. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable, but just remember that God loves you. He wants to restore you and go back and try again. Thank you. Wasn't that so good? That's actually the third time I've heard it, and I just got something new out of it. Like, God's word is so powerful. That was awesome, Eamon. Yeah. Well, it's so good to see you guys today. Um, We are going to have an awesome church service. You know, today's going to be a lot of fun, but before we get started, we need to do two things. Are you ready? Okay, so the first thing we need is our Bibles. So, Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm going to give you five seconds to hurry really fast and either pick up your book Bible or pull up the app on your phone. Are you ready? ready. Are you ready? Okay, on your mark, get set, go. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. Good job. Did everybody get their Bibles? Nice work. Okay, the second thing we need before we get started is our listening ears. So I want to see everyone's hands. Let me see y'all's hands looking good. I don't see everybody's hands. Let me see y'all's hands. Okay, so first let's screw on one listening ear and then the other listening ear. Oh, your preschoolers would be so proud of you this morning. Good job. You'll have to excuse me. Like Pastor Josh said, my name is Joy Barker, and I'm the nursery and preschool director here at New Song. And so usually on Sunday mornings, I'm back with the preschoolers teaching them the word of God. So my message is going to be sprinkled with some preschool fun. Is that okay? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, I am so honored to be on staff at New Song. Um, I'm married to my handsome and godly husband, Chris Barker. Wave, babe. <laughs> He's the best, and um, we have been coming to New Song for about two years, but Chris and I have been married for almost five years on July 11th, and so we're going to celebrate our fifth anniversary this week, and I'm so excited. He's just the best husband ever. 
So this morning, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Is that okay with everybody? Okay, I love the Holy Spirit. It's my, he's my passion. I love him. Um, I grew up watching the work of the Holy Spirit. I am a pastor's daughter. My sweet dad is here. And there were five of us kids, and we grew up knowing the Holy Spirit, um, expecting the Holy Spirit to move. Um, and actually, as a teenager, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. I would go on inner city missions trips with my youth group. And we saw the work of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's like Bible stuff, right? It's like I saw a lady stand up out of a wheelchair and run. I have seen someone's leg grow. My sister's eyes were healed. Like, I have seen the work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot question to me whether or not the Holy Spirit is real and at work today. And actually, even as a young child, um, we... We're struggling financially as a family, and I actually remember being in the pantry of my home. I think I was like 10, and I overheard my parents praying that God would provide dinner for my family that night, and I kid you not, just a couple hours later, we had a knock at the front door, and when we went and answered it, there was no one there, but what there was was bags and bags and bags of groceries. The Holy Spirit has been my provider, but... Um, About five years ago, when Chris and I got married, I reached a point where I needed to experience the Holy Spirit in a greater personal way. Um, You know, everyone says that marriage is hard. Everyone says it. Marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. Let me tell you, marriage is really hard. (laughs) And on top, and even with the best husband in the whole world, marriage is hard. Um, But on top of the first year of marriage, Chris and I together were diagnosed with five serious diagnoses. And so it was a really difficult time in our lives. You know, I tried, you know, handling it on my own as a good wife and doing all the right things that I know in my mind that I grew up knowing. But um, God had something more for us because the Holy Spirit is powerful and wanted to be a part of that season of my life. Okay, so in preschool, every month, we learn a new power verse. So I'm going to teach you guys a power verse today, but I need you to say it out loud with your mouth, confidently, okay? Because we say the word of God confidently, and I want you to do the hand motions with me. It's a little tough with the mic, so watch me closely. Okay, repeat after me. Say, but you you will receive receive power power when the Holy Spirit Spirit comes upon you. Acts 1-8-A. Nice work. The preschoolers are better, but you guys are pretty good at it too. (laughs) During that first year of marriage, I read these red letter words and I realized that Jesus had already provided for me everything that I would need for this season. So my first point is that Jesus prepares us through the Holy Spirit. Someone say prepares. That's right. You know, as a kid, growing up in a family of five, it was always a bit chaotic and crazy to go anywhere or do anything as a family, and we actually rode around town in a navy and white Dodge Ram van, 12-seat passenger, so we rode in style. You always knew when the McLeod kids were coming around the corner, and, but I have the best mom, and she knew that it would be beneficial to us to prepare us before a new or different situation, so we'd be in our Dodge Ram van, and she would say, okay, guys, we're about to go into Walmart, and you're going to see a lot of really cool things, and you can look at them, but you may not touch them, or she would say, okay, everyone, we're pulling up to the park. It looks really busy today, so have a blast, but stay where I can see you, or on my first day of school, she said, Joy, you're going to go to school today, 
And it is not your goal to be the prettiest girl or the smartest girl. Your goal is to be the kindest girl. My mom, oh, my mom prepared us. But she got that from Jesus, my Savior, because Jesus did the same thing. He prepared us. In the word, Jesus says, I have to leave, but I'm sending you a helper. He said, you are to go into the whole world, but I will be with you. He said, in this world, you will see troubles, but don't worry, because I have overcome the world. You see, I didn't realize it, but God had already prepared me for anything that I would face. Because Jesus, sending the Holy Spirit to this earth, meant that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and he would be with me all the time. So, but here's the thing. I had to give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to prepare me. You have to give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to prepare you. And so you do that by reading the Word, by memorizing the Word and your power verses, by staying in Scripture, by staying in prayer, by inviting Him to be with you, and then He will prepare you. So my question to you is, are you ready to give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to prepare you? Because hard things are going to happen. And I'm telling you, you need the Holy Spirit. Okay, my second point is that Jesus provides for us through the Holy Spirit. Someone say provides. Yes. John 16, 7 says, in fact, it is best for you that I go. This is Jesus talking. Because if I don't, the advocate or the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Can you imagine if Jesus never left the earth and never sent us the Holy Spirit? It would be far too difficult to get to Jesus. What a blessing, what an honor that Jesus went to heaven so he could send us the Holy Spirit. Because now every man, woman, and child can have an individual experience with our Savior. So, theologian Matthew Henry said, Christ's bodily presence draws men's eyes. His spirit draws their hearts. So in my moments of pain and grief, how I wished that Jesus were there to physically wrap his arms around me, but I realized that he was. The Holy Spirit inside of me is the presence of Jesus in my life. So my question is, do you actually stop and invite the Holy Spirit to be with you? Because he is so ready to be your provision. You feel so empty But he wants to provide for you, and he's ready to do it. But you have to ask him. You have to ask him. My third and final point is that Jesus brings power to us through the Holy Spirit. Someone say power. Power. That's right. God's word is powerful. Jesus brings power to us through the Holy Spirit. John 16, 8 says, And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin, the Holy Spirit, and God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is powerful, and he alone convicts. He has the power and authority to convict the heart of man. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Let me tell you a little secret. Your Facebook arguments will not convict the heart of man. You arguing theology with your neighbor and brother will not convict the heart of man. Now, we are called to confront sin in love, And we can reveal a need that people have for Jesus, but it is the Holy Spirit alone who can convict and capture our hearts. And so my challenge to you, 
My challenge to you is to stop trying to be the Holy Spirit. That's not your job. Your job is to stand and believe in faith and pray that the Holy Spirit himself would come down and convict the hearts of the people around you. So... The Holy Spirit is so good. He's called the Spirit of Truth, and so he does everything in truth. He exposes the world of its sin, but he doesn't stop there. He exposed my need for him in my marriage, but he didn't stop there. He healed us physically and spiritually, and Chris and I live in freedom now. We have the sweetest marriage because of the Holy Spirit. And what is so awesome is through every one of those five diagnoses, the Holy Spirit has made a way, whether through medical intervention, which is from him, or from divine healing. God is so good. So my question is, can you actually be the ultimate fixer of your life? Or are you ready to give complete control to the Holy Spirit for him to show you how powerful he is and what he can do? In closing, um, I want to tell you something really exciting because the Holy Spirit, and I'll probably cry because I'm a mess, but the Holy Spirit is so good, and he's so powerful, and he's so faithful, and he always comes through. One of our um, diagnoses five years ago was that Chris and I both struggled with infertility, and we found out last week that we're pregnant. I said this uh, last service. I'll say it again. Thanks a lot for that, Joy. But I'm super happy for you guys. That is amazing. God's so good. Okay, so I got to follow up those two. I'm going to do my best. My name is Pastor Kent. I am the elementary pastor here at New Song Church. Love my job. And today my job is to uh, do a couple things. I'm going to show you what the Holy Spirit's done in my life to get me to up on this stage. And that's made me the man I am today, if that's okay with you guys. So... Before I do that, though, I got to give some quick shout-outs. Um, my first shout-out is to my beautiful wife in all red over here, red lipsticks, red dress. Um, without her, I would definitely not be up here. She is the one who, um, when we first got married, she was like, Can't, you got to volunteer in church. And I was like, nah, I don't want to. But she was like, no, you kind of you do. And I was like, okay. So I started serving in kids' ministry because of her. So thank you, babe. She is the light of my world. I also have to give a shout-out to my parents who are watching online. All my friends, family, um, and especially, uh, I didn't mention them last service, which I feel bad, but my volunteers back there, without them, I couldn't be up here. So big shout out to them. Big shout out to Pastor Josh and Sarah for allowing us to do this. What an honor, especially on the last day. So great. And then Pastor Ken right there. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Pastor Ken is, but growing up, I watched him as a little kid. I mean, like little kid in a Gospel Bill show, and his name was Nicodemus. When I figured out that he was going to be working here and he was going to be my boss, um, I was like, man, this is a dream come true. I get to work with Nicodemus. So for the longest time, I was so nervous to be around him, but now he's like a father figure to me. So thank you, Pastor Ken. Now, um, I, Pastor Josh took my thunder a little bit, but I am an athlete. I, I really am. I know I've gained a few, a few pounds since high school. But I can still play sports, and I, can, I, I feel confident to be like anybody in here. So if you want to challenge me later, that's fine. We can do that. But here's the thing. Since I love sports um, so much, and I love competing, we're going to play a game real quick because it wouldn't be a service for me if we didn't play a game. Does that sound cool to everybody? Okay, you guys sound very excited. So um, what if I said the winner gets $20 to Starbucks? 
There we go. Okay, so I need a male and a female super brave to play a game up here on stage. Female? Yes, you raise your hand. Male. I need a male. Boy. Yes, Justin. Okay. What's your name? Lauren. Lauren. Everyone say hi, Lauren. Lauren, this game's really fun. I'm going to put your streamer there. Justin, Mr. Justin, as we call him in Boomtown, he knows how to play this game very well, so good luck. We call this game Streamer Screamer. The reason why is because you pull the streamer out while we all scream, and the first person to unravel their entire streamer gets a $20 gift card to Starbucks. Now, here's the thing. You can't grab, you got to grab this part right here, and you got to unravel it. Now, here's some motions. You can do the windmill. I'm sorry. Or this one. Whichever one works for you, and the winner's going to get $20. But here's the thing. I need you guys to cheer them on. So guys, guys, girls, girls, real easy. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Come on, little bit louder. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Come on. She's, she's still going. She's not going to stop. Yes! Okay. Justin, you did. Okay. Look at you go. $20. Justin, you still came up here. Brave soul. Here's $5. There you go. You guys can have a seat. Don't worry about that. You can just leave it up here. Yeah, just leave it up there. Good job, guys. Whew. You guys see how exciting that was? That's what we do that every single weekend in Boomtown. So it's awesome. Okay. So today I'm going to share with you real quick because I went over it last time. But <laughs> I got three red letter verses that I want to share with you that changed my life. That made me the man I am today to got me to this point in my life where I'm up here speaking to you. Uh, the title for my message today is He Could Go All the Way. It's a football term, you know, he could go all the way. So we're going to talk about going today. Um, before I get started and get to my first verse, I need to kind of tell you the, the backstory. So it's 2016. I'm living in Owasso, Oklahoma. My beautiful wife. We've also been married for five years. And so um, we're there, and I finally get a job working at my church that I love. And I'm, I'm called to be the production director of all kids. So I basically oversee all the production in all of our three campuses, volunteers, all that stuff. And while I'm there, I, I realize that my calling is definitely in kids' ministry, which is great when you finally receive your calling. And I was like, oh, I don't know when this is going to happen. But then a couple months later working there, I get called into the office by our, our head pastor. And he offers me a job to become an elementary pastor on the main campus, which was a big deal. And so I get this job offer. And uh, I'm like, yes, I'm finally stepping into my calling. God's called me. Here it is. Let's go. And usually when you get a job offer, I don't know if you guys have gotten a job offer, like a new one before. But usually you start that job like pretty quickly. This didn't happen. Two months into this, that I, got, I received the job offer, I was like, nothing's happening. I feel super like I'm kind of down. And I don't really feel like it's going to happen for me. So I keep praying, and I'm asking God, God, what am I supposed to do? Like during this time, I'm, I really feel like I'm supposed to go into this, but nothing's happening. Then I come across this verse. This is our first verse. It's found in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And it says, therefore, go. Everyone say Go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
Man, the Holy Spirit's so good, guys. Now, I read this a few times, and to be honest with you, I was like, okay, God, like, you gave me this verse randomly, and I'm about to go and step and start being a disciple, but things are they're, they're taking some time. So what's going on? What do I need to do? A couple days go by, and as you guys can already tell, it's been a couple months, a couple weeks, and my, one of my uh, strengths is patience. Isn't that right, Kayla? Yeah, I'm a super patient guy. I love waiting on the Lord. And so <laughs> one of the days I'm getting coffee with my best friend, and we're sitting at Starbucks, and we're drinking coffee, drinking a latte, and all of a sudden we're talking about, like, what God's doing in our lives, how he's changing it, where he wants us to go next, and all of a sudden I hear this word go. Just one word, y'all. It hits me so hard in the chest, and it's go. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird. But here's the thing, I knew it was from the Holy Spirit. Because one, I never felt peace like this in my entire life. Two, I'm bawling my eyes out in the middle of Starbucks, and I have no, re- I have no idea why. Oh, latte is so good. <laughs> but it's just one word, go. And so if you guys don't know what the word go means, I'll help you. It's Google's definition. It means to move from one place to another. But the most main thing is I knew exactly what that meant. A couple things you have to do when you, when you hear from the Holy Spirit and you hear from God and you have to do something, you have to let something go. So a couple things I knew I had to let go, I had to sacrifice. I was going to sacrifice my brand new house that we just bought, all my friends, my family, my dream job that I thought was going to come, and then it never did. In this moment, I felt like I was really in a, in a season of being in a threshold. Now, this is where I got this idea from, for our new kids ministry called Threshold. But a threshold is a door, and you either step through that door or you don't. The threshold that I felt like I was in is I had one foot in and I had one foot out. I had one foot in my calling and my purpose, and the other foot was saying, no, I can do this by myself. But see, that's not how God works. You got to be all in or nothing. My mom and uh, my dad are amazing. I love them so much. But my mom is the prayer warrior in our family, and anyone can attest to that. So when I was, whenever I needed prayer for something, I would always go, I would always go to my mom. But I would never go to my Heavenly Father. So to this day, I know that I heard the Holy Spirit because God was wanting me to reach out and step into my own faith. Not my mom's faith, not my parents' faith, my own faith. Save some time, that pastoral job that I really wanted, it never came. And uh, this leads me to the second verse because this verse really helped me out. It was found in Mark 16, 15 and 16. It says, Jesus, this is actually Jesus talking to the disciples. He says, go, look to your neighbor and say, go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. See, I keep seeing this word go, and the, and the Holy Spirit's really working because he's showing me these verses that I never really, <laughs> never really was going to. I'm like, I'm not gonna read, I'm gonna read Mark 16, 15 today. No, he's pointing me to these verses. These verses are helping me um, do what I need to do next, and that's take that step of faith. Now, here's the amazing thing that happened. While God was working on my heart, he's also working on Kayla's heart. See, I get, I get so excited about this that God's told me, hey, go. I know exactly what that means, okay? Uh, I know that I'm supposed to go to Oklahoma City, um, and I know what I'm going to have to lay down. But I, when I, get, I get so excited about certain things, as you guys can tell. But I told Kayla, I go, hey, the Holy Spirit told me to go. We got to go. And she goes, no, let's wait. I was like, wait? 
let's go get the U-Haul right now. I'll pack everything tonight. Let's, let's go. We're moving. She was like, no, no, no. Let's give it a couple months, see if this is really what God's called us to do. So here I am waiting again. Three months later, no pastoral job. So God's definitely calling us to go. We made that decision. We put our house up for sale. We're leaving, and we're here in Washington, Oklahoma. And if you don't know what that is, it's about 50 minutes south of here. Um, and when we got down here, I really wasn't, I didn't really step into my calling right away. I didn't become the elementary pastor of New Song Kids right away. See, there was this thing that I wasn't doing. I wasn't following God. I wasn't obeying him. We get down here, and, uh, you know, I looked for job to job. I bounced around for a long time until something finally came up. You guys want to know what it was? I became a car salesman. I'm not, dig- I'm not dogging on any car salesman, but it just wasn't for me. So that didn't last long. I'm, I'm bouncing around, and I'm still not obeying God until finally, and I, I finally realized why I'm not obeying God. It's because I'm not in a church. And so for a long time, when we got down here, we couldn't find a church. And we were going there to there, and we, we never had peace about a church. I don't know if you guys ever felt a peace when you come to this church, but that's what we felt. We came to this church, we walked through those doors, and there's this peace. Guys, there's something amazing about this church. God's got big plans for this church and for our pastors. It's an amazing thing. So we come here, we start serving, we start volunteering in, in, uh, in the ministry, and then something amazing happens. I find a job. I found a full-time job working at Love's Travel Stops. If you guys know Love's, it's a great company. I'm a QT guy to my heart and to my, to my core, so it's kind of hard, but it's a great job. It's blessed us. And that happened in... Um, that happened in September, I believe. Fast forward to February, and uh, February 2019, last year, I get a call from Pastor Josh and Pastor Ken, and they come and they, they offer me the job as part-time pastor here at, Element, at New Song Kids. Now, here's the great thing. Here's the Holy Spirit working, guys. He, he didn't tell them what my, what my calling was. So here it is. When you fully submit to God, like Pastor Josh said, when you fully submit to him and you start volunteering and giving and serving his kingdom, great things are going to happen, y'all. So I'll share with you guys the great news. Starting August 1st, 2020, two years from the moment Kayla and I walk through this door, I will be the full-time children's pastor at New Song Kids. Now, if you told me that God wasn't real, if you told me he didn't have a purpose for my life, man, I would tell you to buckle up because I got a story for you. It's undeniable what God's done in my life. And I close with this. All my life I've been told I'm a leader. I didn't know what, to ex- what extent that was going to be. Maybe it was going to be a football coach. Maybe it was going to be uh, someone who saved a Fortune 500 company from going bankrupt. I don't know, right? But I knew I was called to be a leader, but I didn't know to what extent until now. See, I'm called to be a leader of children to help lead the next generation of kids to be better than the previous generation. I'm to help them, oh man, to love their neighbor as themselves, to talk about the name of Jesus with a stranger and not be afraid, to have fun and know God and to help people know God. The last verse is a verse I read that really humbled me during this transition. It's a great verse. I pray you guys read it. But it's found in Luke 9, 23, and it says, Then Jesus said to them all, 
Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow me. Pick up their cross daily. These three verses I've shared with you today all say something about going. We've all talked about something that we gotta do. Either go back and try it again. God's so good, guys. In order to follow Jesus, you need to do something. You gotta pick up your cross daily and follow him. If you truly want to do what God's called you to do, you got to do a couple things. You got to seek him, obey him, and go wherever he's calling you to go. Guys, Oklahoma City was not even on our radar. And the Holy Spirit told me to go, and I knew exactly what that meant. You got to break through that threshold, guys. You can't stay in the middle with one foot in and one foot out. If you truly want to do what God's called you to do, you got to go through that threshold. Don't live with the what-if mentality. Praise God I don't have to live with the what-if. I would have stayed in Tulsa. What if I wouldn't have stepped out and walked in my own faith? It's an incredible feeling knowing that God's with you every step of the way. And I pray for each and every one of you to experience that. God's word says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, he knows the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Two years later, guys, from the moment I stepped through that door, I'm standing up here speaking to you. He's got a future for you. For each of you, your go is gonna be different. It might be helping your next door neighbor out a little bit more. It might tip in the waitress and waiter just a little bit more than 20%. It might be volunteering. I don't know what it is, but God does. My challenge to you is this, just go and start doing it. Thank you. today. Come on, can we, can we thank God for that word? Those are my friends. I got talented friends. Hey, would you guys stand with me? And I want to go ahead and invite the altar ministry team to come down at this time. I feel very, very strongly that specifically for this weekend, that there's some people that need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As Miss Joy was talking about earlier, about, about receiving all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. There, there's a word for that, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you've never received that before, our altar ministry team wants to come answer some questions and be able to pray with you to receive the fullness of God in your life today. So, but not just that, if you have any prayer need of any kind, like, uh, like Iman said earlier, if it matters to you, then it matters to God. And what these people are up here to do is to agree with you. So come, if you've got a burden this morning, don't leave without coming and bringing it to the altar. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.